We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, I'm Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that Angela and I put together because um, because we see the importance of, um, of authenticity. We understand that in order for us all to get along, we need to truly be who we are and respect that in others. And of course, we think funny. So here we are, Monday morning, recording Going Commando. Good morning, Ms. Angela. Good morning, Danny. Um, yeah, it's uh, this is this is exciting because we just kind of finished um, our season of empowerment, which was season three, and uh, so we've got a little a little cool three part finale, so to speak. And uh, I'm really excited to get into what today is because it truly is like. And I know we've been joking about the leather. You know, I've been, oh, my God, it's so mean. It's so scathing. <laughs> but honestly, it's like there's so much good that came from it. And I'm really excited to kind of like dissect yeah. it and show people like what happens when two people get pushed to a point, you know, and then work through it together and come out the other side so much stronger. Like this is going to be very, very a powerful conversation. So yes. today today is uh, episode um, 30. Eight? 37? I don't fucking know. I think it's 37. I don't fucking know. 37, but it's, it's, it's season three and a third. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make yes. things complicated yes. before we get into our whole next season. So, so season three and a third today, we're talking about the letter. Um, for season three and two thirds, we're going to talk about our Quarter Credo program. And for season three and a third, we're going to talk about beta. So super excited for this little interlude and then we've got a special guest and we jump into our season of gratitude which is going to be amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Season four so, is going to be fun we're going so woo, thanks woo, woo. yeah woo, woo. so thanks <laughs> to everybody who stuck around for season three yeah. um we hope you got a lot out of it um because i certainly even just reiterating all these concepts i get um i just learn more every day it's like you know we never stop learning so yeah. um yeah so here we are to talk about dun 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 the letter. letter. I, got my, I got my mic front and center. The letter. <laughs> Very sexy. <laughs> Very. I, know, I know. If only it came across that way. <laughs> I, know. Dear I, know the way I want you to read it that way. I want you to read it like. <laughs> okay, so so I, let, let's do a little bit of setup. You know, before we get into this letter, just for those of you who don't know us, who haven't been involved in in the journey. Um, Angela, Angela and I, we, we are co-founders of Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. It began as the brainchild of Angela, the, the idea to do finduniquelyyou.com, which is an online platform that was celebrating joy and celebrating um, authenticity in everybody and, and giving everybody an opportunity to, to um, teach something that means something to them. And we're going back a couple of years and I, because it was such a beautiful concept and because Angela had such a beautiful vision and such a uh, passion for it, I gave her all of my money. <laughs> I, I, I invested, I invested pretty, pretty hardcore. I mean, um, I mean, again, everybody's got a different idea of what a lot of money is, but um, it depends on how much you have. If I have $5, $4 is a lot of money. So let's just say I gave Angela a lot of money, invested a lot of money and, even though I intended on being 
a silent partner, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious. But even though I intended to be a silent partner very early on, I became very much a part of what she was doing. It was what we were doing, but I, it was really, I became absorbed into what she was doing. Angela, if you want to take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> when I came up with this idea for uh, finduniquelyyou.com, which is still in existence, it's, yeah. it's a part, it's a tool within our arsenal of uniquely phenom collaboration. Um, when I came up with the idea, it was basically to train people who want to teach something that they're passionate about, right? And because I wanted to teach branding, I always loved to teach. And um, and there were a whole bunch of coaches and all these people out there that they just wanted to wrap our arms around all the resources. So I came up with this platform. I have no education background. And I didn't honestly, it was like, it was like, <laughs> I didn't think it through. <laughs> I, well, it's, it's like I did, but I did it. And then when it got to the point where we were like, how, okay. So we, we brought some people on and we were like, okay. And you were like, well, you know, I'll go, I have a 25 year career educator. So we could do this and we could do this and we could set up this kind of chat. And, we, and you created the program for us basically. So then you took over. I know. And I was like, I remember being like, like May, right before we were launching. And I was like, I don't know. I would never have thought of this part of the program, but it makes it like it made the whole thing and, and it's it sucked you in. Right. So then you were like, OK, I'll just take this role. You know, I will be in charge of what we call the you instructors. And um, you had this amazing and we still have it too. the Ready, Set, Teach program is absolutely amazing. It's so unique. It's so cool. It's one to one. No one's plugging and playing and filling out forms and shit. They're like, you're in it with Dana. And um, you basically own that part. And then I own the rest of the business, right? Like drumming it up and the, all the stuff. So, so it, was, it was, to me, it was like we were, you know, in a good place, right? So anyway, we launch. It's amazing. You know, we go, we've got a great community. We had like 22 U instructors. And at one point, we had 128 workshops on, live on the platform running. And we had traction. And we, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I think by like September, October... Oh, by October, it was October 1st. You and I both felt it. I know we both felt it when we did our open house. We had an open house with all of our U instructors. They did like 15 minutes each. And you and I were like, oh, fuck. What did this become? Yeah. This wasn't, it didn't yeah. feel like either of us, right? And mm. I felt it and you felt it. So both yeah. of us were like, let's just shift our attention to your books. Right. Like let this is running, but it, it's fine. Yeah. It's it, we, we had a nice, well, the, the training, everything you could do the training now with your eyes closed. Cause you had done it so much. So it was just kind of like, we kind of left it. We didn't nurture it anymore. Prior to that, we're like, look at this, you instructor. Look at this, you instructor. Oh, yeah, look at yeah, this. yeah. If I if I could just interject just for a second, there's so there's so much more that I've seen clearly in the rear view that I think when we finish with the letter, you know, we could cover. But yeah. as far as the see this you instructor, see that you instructor, Angela and I, and I'm speaking to you guys now. Angela and I are very similar. That we have the ability, um, it's a gift, if you will, to when when we meet others, to only see the best in them. To only see, and I see into your soul, but only to see the best in them. And and what happened, what we learned, and it's funny because I learned this when I opened the gallery. Mm -hmm. I came in and I was like, everybody at Boom 2, we're all doing this together. And very early on, I learned people talk a lot. People want to be involved, but people don't want to do the work. And because of the nature of who I am, I was covering, I was covering all the bases, and it turned out I wound up being reduced very quickly. I shouldn't say reduced. That's not the right word. But it wound up being me. 
It was my gallery. And if I invited you in, I invited you in. I learned that very early on. So Angela, not having learned that lesson yet, came in, was like, yeah, everybody's involved and everybody and we're all blah, blah. And even though I already learned the lesson, I guess I didn't learn it well enough because I was (laughs) I was um, cautious, but I still supported Angela in anything she wanted to do. Right. So it started to feel to me as I was experiencing what I had already experienced again, it was started to feel uncomfortable. And, but again, I, I was in it. I, I, I remember, you know, Angela, we talk about Kennedy space center when I pulled you aside yeah. and I was like, I love you. And I support you. I don't remember exactly what I said. And I was like, wait, what? what I was like, I, I was like, I support <laughs> you no matter what. I love you no matter what. There was a third thing. And she was like, and I'm like, no, no, that's it. <laughs> but- Just know that. So, so having that kind of, way of going about it, the more uncomfortable it got. And there was certain patterns for me that I just kept doubling down. So Angela had to learn the lesson of, you know, you want to bring all these people in, but not everybody's aligned with you. I was experiencing it again. You know, it it, it was even clearer to me. And when we got to that point around October, November, when we were focusing focusing on the books, it was the first time in my relationship with you, Angela, that I think I was like, you know, and and this was no disrespect to you. This wasn't intentional at all. But I was like, I'm your guy. Like, I'm like here. I'm in the trenches with you. What about me? Because I'm doing all this. And we really had to reevaluate some things. And that was like October, November. And we thought it got better. And then somewhere around January, we pivoted again. And I still wasn't right. And then the letter. The letter. Yes. Yes. Well, one thing, so, so just to go to quickly to speak about the pivot and then we'll go into, because, because when we, we, so you have 10 recommendments for personal empowerment, which is a whole season on it. A few people don't know. Dana wrote a book, a book, and she had published it with somebody else and it was not awesome. Right. Like there were so many things that just didn't feel right about it. And we were going to just try to self-publish. And while we were trying to self-publish, we were like, well, why don't we just create a publishing company out of it and see what happens? It was like very much like we're going to do it anyway. We already have the LLC. Let's just. So we published your book and then we collaborated with a friend of ours, Anne-Marie. And doing her book, we were like, oh, that was awesome. That was someone showing up, doing the work, saying what they were going to do. And that was the spark for us where we were like, we want to work with people like that, because what we were doing and this is no disrespect to the people that we brought on. This is because of the stage that I had set up. Like, this is nobody's fault. We were doing all the marketing. We were doing all the heavy lifting. We were doing the chasing. And that yeah. was because that was the, the stage I set up. You know, it's, it's, again, no fault to anybody else. So the pivot came with, we just want to work with people who are of the caliber, creators who are already doing it, who just need the assistance to get over the next level. But we'll do, we'll take this stuff and run with it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then, so then, you know, I wrote a book, we published your other book and, and it just felt really, really good. So the pivot was about focusing on content creators, but the pivot wasn't enough because you still didn't feel seen, heard, you were still frustrated. And so yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Okay. 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 The letter. So guys, so like <laughs> just to, we were in bed together, hardcore. We did the pivot together. 
um, you know, like it, feeling like we're on the right track. So just so you know, my state of being. At this oh, point yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just it just it was like it's like when a relationship is going sour. Right. And you go to counseling and then like he starts like showing up with flowers and like, you know what I mean? Like you have that like one night a week dinner together and you're like, why do I still feel shitty? And you got to go that that step deeper. And sometimes it leads to a dissolution of the marriage and sometimes it leads to an even stronger relationship. So I think we've built this thing up enough. So, okay. Dear Angela. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a little bit and then I'm going to give Angela an opportunity to respond because we really, based on our state of being, when this letter went out, we see it very, very differently. Okay. (laughs) Angela. There have been so many shifts with Uniquely since you birthed this concept over two years ago. And throughout its evolution, I have always and will always support you. I'm going to continue, okay? Okay. As Uniquely has grown, because you have recognized and appreciated my support, you have continuously elevated me from consigliere to chief officer of curriculum and content, to your partner, to your co-founder, to the voice, And I appreciate your recognition of my support, but what I've come to realize is as much as I appreciate your appreciation of me, I am not comfortable with these roles. I don't need fancy titles. I don't need ownership. All I need is to feel good about what I'm doing. And if I'm being honest, I no longer feel good about this. Okay, stop right there. (laughs) You made it sound like I was doling out titles like they're whatever. Okay. But these were conversations we had with each other. Mm-hmm. These were conversations. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But I yes. want to be seen as an equal with you. We've got other people on the team, but I am up here with you. Okay, so then you're my co-founder. You're not yes. this person. So I just want to make that clear. Yes. That I wasn't like doling out titles yes. because I was yes. appreciative of you. Yes. yes, I wasn't S in your D, baby. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I just want to be clear too because I remember even when writing it, like you know how you always got to do like a lead in, like that wasn't really my point. But what it felt like to me um, was, and yes, it was conversational. You weren't doling out the titles, but what it felt like to me was you, to your credit, by the way, kept trying to make me feel more a part of it, kept wanting to pull me in in a way that you knew that I, I don't want to say entitled to, but like I was, I I earned, I guess, you know what I mean? Like you wanted me to feel comfortable. And so you kept, it kept evolving to me becoming a more and more important player. But what I had come to realize was that as long as I was being, you know, being held up to your thing, I was still, it was still never our thing. You right. know what I mean? You know, one of the reasons why it was so important for, for, and this doesn't go for everybody. So please, there, there's my disclaimer. But when Rob and came into the picture and, you know, the girl's birth father had stepped out of the picture, it was very, very important to me that Rob legally adopt these children. There was something about that ownership. It was just a little bit differently. Or people can live together forever. They can be engaged and that's fine. They may work for them, but something happens when you get married. And so for me, no matter what we did, that's kind of what I was trying to say. No matter what we were doing, it still just didn't feel right because it wasn't ours, even though I pretended like it was. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. You didn't feel like you had, uh, you were just like going with it and and crushing it 
but you weren't, it wasn't like you were coming up with the ideas or having say to like, you know what I mean? Like you were, yeah. you were holding me on the chain and keeping me from going all over the place and acting as consigliere was probably the best title of all of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, cause that's what you were to me truly. Yeah. But you, yeah. you weren't like pull, pulling the levers. You yeah. were talking to me about which levers to pull. Exactly. And I was, and I was really trying to be respectful of your vision. Yeah. But like I said, if it wasn't my vision, it never felt quite right. Okay. 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 Everybody with us so far? Okay. You guys good? Okay. <laughs> As because you know, that was that was the bread of the shit sandwich, by the way. <laughs> but it was sourdough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As, as you know, my initial instinct was to remain in the shadows and support you in any way that I could. I was even tight-lipped about the other's awareness of my financial investment. But as uniquely progressed, I incrementally accepted more and more responsibility because of my dedication to you, not necessarily for the love of the game. And this lack of dedication to my needs is beginning to become more and more evident to me. I'm going to continue because we've mm -hmm. kind of. I am now coming to realize that I've always been most comfortable as your consigliere, uh, as the person who supports you with ideas and guidance and love. That's where I thrive. That's where we both thrive. The rest, unfortunately, has become a bit burdensome to me. I'll continue. Mm -hmm. Just give me, just tell me when you want me to stop. When I have financially invested in Uniquely, I did so because I believe in your vision. I believe in you. You are the brilliance behind Uniquely You. And you have to see it to fruition, no matter what that looks like. It's yours. And as you evolve, so will that vision. Continue. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is a scathing letter letter that Angela has been talking about. This is Keep just going. this, this, this is next just one. horrendous. <laughs> All right, let me continue. Um, okay, when I ask myself what I want, and when I am a hundred percent honest about it, all I want is to create and communicate and <clears throat> collaborate with people who I align with. That's it. This is why I can no longer remain in the role that I have accepted. I would be happiest as a consultant, your consigliere, an investor and CEO of Phenom Publishing because Phenom is truly where my heart resides. Okay. We can stop there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Dana at this point had become, in my mind, my equal partner. We had gone through all the trenches. We had made the pivots, all the changes that we made. Yeah. Like starting a publishing division, you know, like letting go, going to the content. That was all from us coming up with it together. Right. Mm -hmm, so it was like mm -hmm. we kind of like did the dates, the, the mandatory dates every week. We were doing all that stuff and it felt like we were on the right track. So to get this, it was like a punch in the gut because I'm like, yeah, okay. I got you. So now, got like, you. we just did all of this. I did all of this. For us, for you, yes. for us. Yep, yep, yep. And and then I got to it made this point made me realize, okay, first I went into um a fight or flight. Like so oh, like, okay. You went full hot water burn baby from Rain Man. Oh I did. <laughs> okay, how do I I pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, how do I do this? It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. um and and I don't even remember my responses, but that's fine. But um I went into um survival. Right. Okay. How, what do I need to do for the business? What's the immediate? Okay. If she's bowing out, what the fuck does that look like? What does that yeah. mean? And then I go, well, what about my fucking needs? Yep. Yeah. And I didn't even go into, I didn't even know what my needs were at that point in time. So 
I was pissed. Oh. I was pissed because you were trying to fight for your needs. And I, I was like, what about me? And it made me realize, okay, so that was nothing okay. to do with you though. That was Yeah, no, I get that. It's not, it never yeah. is. I get that. Yeah. Like I even like my shit had nothing to do with you. And, uh, and another piece, because you felt blindsided because you were doing all this stuff for me. And I was still like, I'm out, right? Like, I get that. But at the same time, you know, it's so funny. This is why communication with the people that you care for is so important. Because my trigger for even writing this letter was we had, when we did these pivots, we had met with all the U instructors that we amassed, right? And we met with them. And Angela, true to her nature, was like, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. You could come with us or not. And we, you know, everything was very professional. Sign this, you could have have out and all this stuff, right? And she was giving people their out. That's not how I operate. So (laughs) she gave people an out and some took the out, but many did not. So as much as we pivoted, I'm still at square one doing something that, that wasn't working in my opinion. So I'll tell you how we concluded it after we finished the letter, <laughs> but that was kind of where I was, you know what I mean? So Angela yeah. feels blindsided that, you know, that I did all these things and I see, yeah, she did all these things, but we're still in the same spot. So that's where we were, but we weren't yeah. talking about it. And right. that's why. Okay. okay. All right. Keep going. <laughs> Moving forward. When you receive your investment funds at the time, Angela was working to, to get investors. So that was like a whole nother layer we don't need to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer is, is relevant. But when you receive your investment funds, I would like you to hire somebody to fill my role. Someone who is worthy of all the fancy titles. I just had to remain in, in, (laughs) who's worthy of all the fancy titles. Someone who is comfortable in that role or perhaps an angel investor who wants to take that role. Angela, please know I would never ever abandon you. Scathing, scathing. Angela, please know I would never ever abandon you. I will always be here in some capacity. You and I make such a phenomenal creative team, and there are no words to describe the depth of our friendship, a relationship so special that will continue to thrive as we thrive, as we continue to dedicate to ourselves. Let's take them, excuse me, let's take some time to think about what this looks like. Let's talk about my role with Phenom and my influence on Uniquely, and let's make a solid plan for the upcoming months. And please remember how powerful you are and how creative you are. And remember that I've always, always got your back. Love, Dana. Yeah, scathing. <laughs> At that point, I couldn't even see that piece of the she bread. Couldn't even see it. Couldn't even see that other half piece of the turd sandwich. She was, like, she was like, she was like, dear Dana. Fuck you and your mother. You happen to have my responses. You know what? I I got I got to look them up. I, I'll, okay. I'll send them to you. Now, your responses were very fight or flight, right into like, okay, this is what I got to do. This is how we're going to do it. But very very cold, very very like calculated, like very very like survival. Well, I was like, I, yeah, I just didn't want to put like it wasn't like emotion. It was like it was like okay, well, this is what has to happen. This is what has to happen. But I could feel you were hurt, you were broken, you were abandoned, you were all those things. Everything that I tried not to do, but. I was doing it. Like I get. You no, know, I, I should have. I should have just made you wait for the investment money. <laughs> <laughs> we still be in the same boat. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, wait for that money. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I, 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 I will, I will, I do have to say, and this is what I, I intimated before that, um, that, so we were in the same spot, right? Angela gave people their out and only like half took it. And so after this letter, you know, I think it was like on a Friday or something. I was like, let's talk about it on the weekend. So like the next day, like we sat down and we had a talk. And, and I remember feeling you when you came up on Zoom. You were like, well, because I was like, so not going to talk to you, right? I was just going to communicate through email. And I was like, fine, you know what? Just go out, go out now. I don't need you now. I'll find someone. It's okay. Like I was literally yeah, like, just yeah, don't worry about it because yeah. I don't want this to prolong. Like it's like pulling the yes. bandaid off slowly. Yes. And you but were I, like, wait, no. I was no. like, but like, you. you are. You said you were. I so know. I have to do this stuff, right? So I was yeah. not going to talk to you for 24 hours. I was like, oh my God, I don't have a partner. I got to figure this out. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Like I was like, yeah, like it I was, was like thinking of the plan for Fina. Oh my god! I know. It was like Monica and Chandler when they got into their first fight, and he was like, "Okay, so it's over." And she's like, "You know, people fight." <laughs> I just had to get a little bit more aggressive because, again, I thought that I was, you know, making my again people. You, we all think that we're we're clear. You know, yeah. I thought I was making myself clear that some of the things that I was saying, you know, like, hey, listen, I'm your front man. Hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm your headliner. Hey, listen, I'm your guy. Hey, it's just me and you, kid. Hey, I don't want to mess with this one. They're a little, you know, like we were doing all that. And so yeah. I thought, but it wasn't strong enough, right? Angela thought she was doing all the things, but it wasn't strong enough. So mm -hmm. it just took a little punch in the twiz to, to, to get things straight. But here's what happened. Here's what happened next. So here's what happened. After we had the talk, and we both were like, okay, we still want to do this. How are we going to do this? And we worked through it. But I was like, I need to feel like, like we have a real partnership, like we're creating something together. And Angela was like, all she had to do was say the word. <laughs> She's like, Dana, do whatever you want. Because I was like, I don't want to deal with you instructors anymore. It's not my thing. I was always doing your thing. And she was like, handle it any way you want. <laughs> and I apologize <laughs> to those of you who are listening to this. I fired everybody. And obviously, you know, respectful, gracious way, but I fired everybody. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, this doesn't work. Anybody who I didn't feel was stepping up to the plate, like full batting stance, ready to rumble. Anybody who was sitting on their hands waiting for us to do it for them. I was like, sorry, yeah. sorry. I never felt I had the freedom to do that. You know, when we first started out of respect for Angela's vision, but once Angela showed a willingness to, to pivot, not just in the action way, but like internally, like I, I said a couple times in this letter, or at least once that I could probably find that, you know, as long as we keep doing the work on ourselves, because you, you were resistant to the uniquely pivot for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, that was, you know, I'll just put it straight out there you know, again, bra off that, that, that was really the source of my greatest concern because, I saw the need for pivot much earlier and, right. um, and it was stressing me out. Yeah, no, <clears throat> definitely the, uh, the idea of not letting go. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do an article, like one of my newsletter articles, I'm going to be, a, I'm a ballerina because I have learned to pivot so gracefully, <laughs> <laughs> so gracefully just go with it. But, um, you know, all that time and investment and first time yeah. founder crap, you know what I mean? It's just like, I, like, when you're a visionary, you see how great it can be. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's very, very hard to be like, but it's like, it feels real. It feels so real. It's almost like, how could it not? And to let go of that. But now that we are where we are now, oh my God, 
my God, thank God for the pivots, thank God. But I just want to, you know, like focus back on that, that conversation, the Zoom call. And I remember what did it for me was- What did what you for were, you? What, what changed heart for me. What, gotcha. When I went from like being in, in survival mode to being empathetic and compassionate and understanding where you were coming from, because I did, I guess at, at that point, I didn't really understand where you were coming from. I didn't feel it. I didn't know, right? Because I was just in my own world doing my own thing. And when you were talking about needs, and I remember saying to you, but like, I have to do all the bullshit too. Like, I have so much shit that has to get done. And you were like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why? And then we went down to like the very core thing of what do, what do you need? What do I need? What do I want in life? And I had to think about it. Right. And I had to say, all I want is the freedom to create. Okay. So if I want the freedom to create and you want the freedom to communicate and connect with people, right. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and create, and you just want to be, have freedom. So how can we help each other get those needs met? And when you, when I realized that it's like, no one puts baby in the corner, you know, when I realized that I was putting baby in the corner, I, and I love you so much that I was like, no more, dude. I am going to be your fucking champion. Like it became about me serving you, not serving the business. And, and just that changed everything. Cause then it yeah. became like, oh my God, it's been in front of me the whole time. It doesn't matter what the stuff is. It doesn't matter what the vision was. We have all these tools, all these assets, all this experience now. And then I saw how hurt you were. And that like broke my heart. I was like, I can't, I never want to be in that position again, you know? So I have been in the business of the data business since that point in time. And it has never felt better. And I, you know, it's really, really a big deal um, for a couple of reasons, because again, I had that kind of dedication to you. And now that now it's definitely symbiotic and equal, but the, the real takeaway I think is we forget to ask ourselves what it is we really want. And you said something to me the other day that I thought was really profound. I think it was yesterday. That was really profound on your you part. Here's what you said. We were talking about, you know, the pivot, the changes and stuff like that. And you were like, we were, I was, I was basically talking about how important it is that everything is a pivot. I remember when you first had this idea, we're going back. Yeah, I remember where I was sitting. I was like in the driveway at the gallery, going into the gallery. And I remember going, this is such a beautiful vision, but it's going to change. Like I understood that, you know what I mean? And I, you were telling me in, in the, in your resistance to the pivot, you always thought changing it was a failure. And what you've learned, you've got done a complete 180. And what you've learned is, no, everything, nothing is concrete. Everything must change. It must alter. It must change. Always, always, always. And when you realize that, then everything opened up for you. Yeah. And now, you, and, and for me, what I learned in the whole experience is, you know, we all have our patterns and we think, we think we like uncover our beliefs when we're doing the work. We think we uncover our beliefs and then we think we recognize the patterns and then we think we change the beliefs and we put those patterns to rest. But they show up again a little bit more subtly. And if you're not paying attention, they're still there. It's not one excavation. It's a dusting. It's a, you know, a, a, a sweeping out. It's a constant. And one of my um, uh, patterns has always been to 
put myself secondly and always put somebody else first. Always. And then double down when it's not working. <laughs> always, <laughs> oh, this isn't working. Let's work even harder. And always to work harder for somebody else's needs. And then to feel resentment when my needs aren't being met. But it has nothing to do with the other person. It had nothing to do with you, Angela. It had everything to do with me. So I was doing that. Nobody puts baby in the corner. I put baby in the corner. Right. And you just accepted that baby was there and just left baby there. But it's not your responsibility to take me out of the corner. It was my responsibility. Right. And, and it just took bigger guns because we were so deep in that corner through, again, through my behavior, my perception of myself, your being in survival mode about what you needed or what you thought the business needed and not being able to see it. It's not your responsibility to see it. But I needed to get out there and be like, hello, like fucking flares and shit. Like I needed to, you know, blow shit up. And well, here we are. You, know, you say it wasn't my responsibility, but as a, a partner and a friend, yes. Mm -hmm. It's my responsibility. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I it's a, Yeah, in in relationships and 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 the people that we work with, um, and this is part of our our whole quarter credo thing. Now it's like you really need to know and be in tune with what your people need, right? And yes. you're my people. So yeah. and now now we're like, if I'm a little off, you're like, okay, what do you need today? <laughs> do you need to go sit outside? Do you need a break? Like, yeah. like it's what it's, do you need from me? It's really, really important that uh, that our our partners' needs are are front and center, just like in a marriage, right? Just like in in a, a friendship and with our children, it's important to know what those needs are. I need yeah. to know that Christian has to eat at a certain time or it turns into the Hulk. Like I, yeah. I just know that, right? Yeah. So I have to cater to that because that's his thing. Yeah. Um, and celebrating each other's strengths because you know. <laughs> Cater yeah. to my strength. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, there definitely is a, a, a balance though. Yes. It was important that you be aware of what I needed and not be so, not take me for granted, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I am responsible for my existence and I could not be angry at you for not seeing what I needed to see myself. So there is that balance. There's that symbiosis. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. it's, it's important. It's important. Yeah, yeah. Being able to express our needs, right? That was my problem. My problem was I had no idea what my needs were. I, it's just like back when I was like became sober, I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't yeah. know what I like. I don't yeah. know. And I was at a point where I was just in go mode, enjoying the creativity of the whole thing and seeing the good for everything and not paying yeah. attention to the stuff that was getting shoved under the rug, you know. Um, the one thing, though, I I have to say is my whole life, um, you know, because there's so many hindsight, 2020, all those awesome things, yeah. right? So clear. Um, I didn't, um, I always believed I was number two. I was always like, I'm a great vice president. I am a great supporter to to the president of the organization, the whatever it is. Like, I'm awesome at number two. I am not a leader. And this whole thing, you, I think there was a, a purpose. Obviously, there's a purpose to everything. But by yeah. you forcing yourself to take that back seat. It forced mm -hmm. me to accept my ability to lead, you know, like it yes. helped me embrace and become that. And then once I was there, it was like, okay, this is too uncomfortable. Everything's got to change. We're side by side. And this yeah. is what it looks like. Because otherwise I would have relied on you if the other way, if it started yeah. the other way. Yeah, yeah. If I came in as a hundred percent, like as yeah. like really kind of how I roll, yeah. I would have squashed you. And, I and I'm very sensitive to that because I know that I could be a bulldozer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, would I would have accepted it though. And I would have gladly been like, this is, this is who I am. This yeah. is my role. Yeah. So I think that as uncomfortable as it was, I mean, you had such a drive to support me. 
and to lift me up and to tell me like constantly pushing me and you giving me empowerment coaching on being a leader. Like, like you were basically teaching me how to do that. And then once I accepted it and I was there and I was like, yeah, I am a visionary. I am a leader. I am this person. Once I sat comfortably in that space, you were like, okay, I'm done. I'm yeah, pushed yeah. out of what that role now. Now I'm now we're here. I think there's truly, truly something very valuable to what you're saying. Like I, th that's like spot on because it wasn't uncomfortable for me until it got uncomfortable. And it, it got you know uncomfortable. What I, mean? like I was all I, like, yeah, yeah. And it got uncomfortable when because once once we were in that like once that open house thing, and you and I were both like, yeah. <laughs> you know. But like I realized, like I created that. I created that thing because I'm, I was a leader, you know what I mean? And I was able to go into that stupid accelerator program. <laughs> Although I learned so much, no regrets. Yeah, no, no regrets. regrets, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> uh, not one letter. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, I, once I got there, you were like, okay, I don't have to, that I'm done there. My job is done there. Now yeah. I got to take on and do my, now, now it's time for you to step up. So this has been uh, a, a long conversation, but, um, I'm really excited. It's going to roll really nicely into talking about where we're at now, which is yeah. episode season three and two thirds. Um, yeah. <laughs> when we talk about like where we're at with the business now and really truly understanding from pivot after pivot to pivot, what our strengths are, what we love to do and what yeah. we need. And yeah. that's where we are now. And it's, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. And when we do talk about in, in the, I want to say 33 to third in episode uh, three and two point. thirds, um, it, the, when you are bringing something to the world in your profession, whatever it is, when you embody that yourself, it is so apparent and it really, really makes it so whatever it is you're doing uh, it, it, oh, exponentially. It just it's, it lifts it. And Angela and I, we embody so much. We are what we do. And one of the lessons that we learned over these series of pivots, the letter, all of this stuff is I used to say to Angela very early on, she's like, I want you to do this, this, and this. I'm like, my skill set is over here. You know that, right? I'm like, cater to my strengths. And when we have beliefs that, but you have to build your weaknesses. Like when we believe that these certain things, what we do is we kind of hinder ourselves. And the reality is, yeah, there are things that I do have to do. Like I had to learn how to use Google. I didn't love it, but I'm fine now. You know what I mean? But my strengths are home run swing every time. So yep. let's focus on that. So Angela had this belief also that she's like, but yeah, there are things that we have to do. We have to do because we set it up that way. But really, do we have to? Why yeah. don't we set it up and do the things that we want to do? Yeah. And then the things that we do have to do, the little things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to pay the IRS. Okay, I got to do it. But it's not so grueling because you're doing all these things you want to do. So yeah. Angela's greatest strengths and my greatest strengths, and we brought them together and we, and we complement one another's weaknesses. Oh my God, we're in a complete, no more letters, Angela. I will not send you any more letters. <laughs> Any more letters like this is where we need to be. And if we stray, I'm happy to talk. And if you don't want to listen, I'm happy to fly up there and punch you in the twist. Whatever you it can takes. Punch dude. me in the twist <laughs> from Florida through the internet. You know that. No, it's it's never it's not going to take that because we've realized the power of communication, right? Oh, I, I God, never wanted to get to that point again. It's like it's like seeing a child have a tantrum. You don't want them to get to that point. You want yeah, to try to keep yeah. it so that it's not like, oh my god, my baby, but like, yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's that that whole experience for us, you know. I, I would say for other co-founders out there, because it's the big thing, you know. Like, how do you find the right people to work with? But it's mm -hmm. 
it's literally like if you guys are in the same town, go out for drinks together. Don't talk about work. You know what I mean? Talk about your families, talk about your life, talk about your dreams, your hopes, your needs, really yeah. know each other on, on that level. Like your whole business, all of your partnerships, you should have that kind of intimacy with because when you feel vulnerable to ask for your needs to be met, you need to be around people who are not going to be like, fuck you and, and, you know, tell you off yeah. or, or blow you off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You easily could have been like, Hey, Dana, listen, I'm sorry. Sorry. I feel this way, but these are my needs. And that would have been the end of the relationship. Your willingness to hear me and to make the adjustments, um, was everything. That's why we sit here right now. Yeah. Well, dude, I don't want to do this without you. Too fun. I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so here we are. Um, I'm going to put the URL finduniquelyyou.com. It is still a platform that we do have. We do have some killer content creators on there now. Uh, They're doing their thing. The platform is a tool for other people now, instead of for us, like to market and create and all this stuff for everybody. But um, our our you instructors uh, use it as a tool to monetize their content, connect with their audience in a deep way. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it still exists. Uh, Phenom Publishing. Also, we have uh, a bunch of books. I'm going to put that URL too. Dana's books. Got, we're working on an amazing story right now. So we're kind of quiet oh, with that so because good. we're in a creative process at the moment, which is amazing. And um, and then, you know, our, our parent company, our big shebang is uniquelyphenom.com. So that's really like uh, these are like the little estuaries of the river that we call, yeah. but uniquely phenom is, is really the, the combination and culmination of everything. So next week, we're going to talk about that. Please join us um, for season three and two thirds. Uh, when we talk quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I love you girl. Oh, I love oh, you too. Goodness. I love you All too. Right. <laughs> and thank you everybody. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com.